from D. James Kennedy Ministries. This is Kennedy Classics. Welcome to Kennedy Classics. Hello, I'm Frank Wright, president of D. James Kennedy Ministries, where we are standing for truth and defending your freedom. Welcome to Kennedy Classics, which is a viewer-supported program. This month, our ministry is offering a special exclusive resource. It's the new book, A Nation Worth Fighting For, 10 Steps to Restore Freedom by veteran journalist Robert Knight. And we would like to send it to you as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 888-332-3069. Or you can go online to djkm.org. Today, we are living in a time where fake news permeates the media and many deliberately deceptive tactics bear witness that we are becoming a nation unmoored from absolute truth. And on top of that, there is evidence of widespread deceit and corruption within the very organizations put in place to uphold the law and maintain justice in our own government. These so-called guardians of our national security and well-being are working behind closed doors to undermine the current administration and use their power to grind political axes. Who are these organizations? Well, none other than the FBI and the Justice Department. My friends, when you can't trust the FBI and when the Justice Department is personally and politically motivated rather than intent on enforcing the law of the land, we are in a very bad place. What has happened to the moral compass of these law enforcement agencies? In short, our nation has turned her back on God and His law. When generations of school children grow up being taught that truth is relative, it's not surprising that those children grow up and abuse power and privilege. My friend and mentor, Dr. D. James Kennedy, spoke often about the straight stick of truth defined by God's commandments. Here he is with a resounding message for our troubling times, to tell the truth. Our sermon subject this morning is to tell the truth, and our scripture consists of selected verses dealing with the telling of the truth or the failure to do so. May we hear the inspired word of God. Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. The wicked are estranged from the womb. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. 
For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them be taken in their pride, and for cursing and lying, which they speak, said the psalmist. They delight in lies, they bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Whosoever privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. Remove from me the way of lying. The proud have forged lies against me. I hate and abhor lying, saith the Lord. He that speaketh truth showeth forth righteousness, but a false witness, deceit. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. A faithful witness will not lie, but a false witness will utter lies. The folly of fools is deceit. A wicked doer giveth heed to false lips, and a liar giveth ear to a naughty tongue. A false witness shall not be unpunished. And he that speaketh lies shall not escape. The fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And may God speak to us through this, his ninth commandment. And may his name ever be praised. Amen. The children in Sunday school had been memorizing scripture verses, mainly dealing with different moral issues. But now the time for the quiz had come, and the teacher was testing their proficiency. And among the questions she asked was, what is a lie? Little Johnny shot up his hand. With beaming face, he leaped to his face, to his feet, rather when recognized, and he said, a lie. A lie is an abomination unto the Lord and a very present help in time of trouble. The problem with that, and I think that it's a definition that resonates in many American ears today, the problem with that is the trouble is usually soon over, but the abomination goes on forever. For the liar, says the Lord, is an abomination in my sight, and no liar shall dwell with him. It is looked upon today being so endemic in our society as almost a peccadillo. In fact, there's a book that's been published that purports to teach people how to lie and to use those lies to succeed in business. Can you imagine such a thing? But I do not believe that it really works. 
Because unbeknownst to most liars is the fact that they are rather easily detected. You know the liar. It is usually rather simply found out, and the consequences are generally lifelong. Many people never progress far in life because early on it was discovered that they were liars. And they were never trusted after that. Is that a personal opinion? Well, let me add a little authority to it. Aristotle. How about that? That's tall cotton. Aristotle said when asked what were the consequences or what was to be gained by lying, he said this, what was gained was the fact that hereafter the liar will not be credited even when he speaks the truth. And the liar is detected in so many different ways. The Bible says, be sure that your sin shall find you out. We forget that God is in the equation. Whom did you fear, said the Lord, that you did tell a lie? And so many are motivated by fear, which is a lack of faith that God will be with them and help them if they tell the truth. And yet, he will, and he does help us if we tell the truth. A lie is a very serious matter, dear friend. Truth is the very substratum of deity. If God were not true, then the laws of his universe would not be true. And consequently, science would be impossible. That's why it never arose in anywhere else but in the Christian milieu of the Middle Ages because of our belief in a true and rational God whose laws could be trusted. Otherwise, that which goes down today may go up tomorrow. And that which boils at one temperature today may boil at another at another time. No, God is truth, and God can not lie, nor can he countenance the liar. He will not even look upon them. He will not bear a liar to be in his sight. Furthermore, Jesus Christ is the truth. And Pilate, the cynic, stood right in front of Christ and said, What is truth? And that statement so cynically uttered was uttered right in the face of incarnate truth. And today, the modernists, the philosophers, the academics say there is no truth because they don't know the living truth, Jesus Christ. God's word is truth. If it were not, we would have nothing to rely upon devil insinuated, yea, hath God said. And so that ins insinuation had, has developed 
into a positive denial in our time. Remember the very first lie that ever was committed on this planet, the very first sin that was ever committed on this planet was a lie. Eve said unto the, sa- unto the serpent, who was Satan, We shall not eat of the tree of the fruit, the knowledge of good and evil, nor shall we touch it, lest we die. And Satan said, <laughs> Thou shalt not die. That was the first sin ever committed on this planet. It was a lie. And that lie continues to roll down the corridor of the centuries. Our New Age movement resonates with it. The idea that we can be gods and that we can live forever. And that thou shalt not die continues apace in that and various cults to our day. And so the lie goes on. For Satan is a liar, said Christ, and he is the father of lies. Is it not interesting that God is truth and that Jesus Christ is truth and that his word is true, but Satan is a liar and the father of lies? And Christ said to the Pharisees, you do the works of your father who is the devil. And therefore, we are either of the family of Christ and God, which is the family of truth, or we are of the family of Satan, and we are liars like unto our Father, which are you. And I would ask you, plainly, bluntly, are you a liar? May I point out to you that in the Bible we deal with many things and finally we come to the final judgment, Revelation 20, and then the last two chapters of the Bible are glorious chapters. They're the chapters that reveal the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from heaven prepared as a bride for her husband. And here we see the pictures of paradise in the last two chapters of the book of Revelation. But in those two chapters alone, as well as scores and scores of other places throughout the scripture, but even in the midst of the picture of paradise, we have the warning about lying. In Revelation 21, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And again, and there shall in no wise enter in to the holy city anything that defileth neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie, but rather they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. And in the very last chapter of the Bible, just a half a dozen verses from the end of Holy Writ, 
We read from within the city a statement about those who are without. But without, outside, for without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. No liar will ever see the inside of heaven. And so, I ask you again, more plainly, more bluntly, are you a liar? Except ye repent, ye turn from that sin altogether, and confess it, and are washed in the blood of Christ, ye shall in no wise enter the kingdom of God. Our commandment, the ninth commandment, deals not only with bearing false witness as in a courtroom, but it means telling untruths about other people anywhere in this life. Now, it's interesting that we show our kinship with Satan, the devil, the Greek word for devil is diabolos. And diabolos comes from the word baleo, which means to throw, and dia, which means through. It means to pierce through as with a dart. And so, Satan is the accuser of the brethren. And so are some of you. And thus you show your affinity for your father. The great St. Augustine had a sign on his desk facing outward, which said, Whosoever enters this office to bring accusation against his brother will be ushered out of this room. I'll bet you that sign changed many a discussion that people had in mind when they entered that room. It includes slander, telling falsehoods about another. This is almost a ubiquitous form of sin that we find everywhere, a hydra-headed monster that many people find almost impossible to slay, to destroy all of the heads, to speak against your neighbor maliciously to their hurt. And that's the great emphasis even of the Ninth Commandment. It's not so much on the false witness as it is against your neighbor. There are many other places where lying per se is dealt with in the Scripture. But it is the malicious backbiter that is being talked about here. So I would ask you, my friend, are you a slanderer, a whisperer, a gossiper, 
passing stories around? Tell them that you really don't want to hear them. And you probably won't be invited to hear them anymore. And I want you to know this. You will be blessed. The Bible makes it very clear. All liars will have their place in the lake of fire. And no liar will be admitted into the holy city. So I ask you again, are you a liar? Except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. That means to turn from that sin. And we are to repent of particular sins particularly from that sin of lying, false witness, slander, even gossiping, even telling stories that may be true that don't need to be passed on. The faithful friend covers it up, but the gossip passes it around. Oh, I want to tell you because you know, I want you to pray about it. Some of you today need to make a decisive decision. Which family are you in? The family of the father of lies or the family of the father of truth? His works ye will do. May we pray. Father, there are some here today whose consciences have been pricked whose hearts have been pierced by your Spirit, and they find themselves standing, convicted of their own sin. And may they confess it even now, O God. Confess it unto thee, right now in the silence of their own souls. And I pray, O God, that some would ask that you would change their hearts. Cause them to realize that a heart that is full of love and blessings cannot be connected to a mouth that is full of cursing and slander. Make them, O Christ, like thyself, who art truth, incarnate. In thy name, amen. I hope your desire is to be a fruitful witness for Jesus Christ. But perhaps you're watching this program today and you've not received the gift of eternal life. You may not realize that Jesus said, I have come to give life to the full. What a wonderful gift that is. And Christ offers it freely to all who will turn from their sins and place their trust in him. You see, we're all sinners in need of a Savior, and Christ Jesus willingly went to the cross to pay for your sins and mine, and three days later, He rose from the dead. By doing this, He purchased a place for us in heaven, which He now offers as a free gift. And we receive this gift by faith, which simply means we transfer our trust from our own efforts to get to heaven to what Jesus did on the cross. If you would like to receive this gift, we can go to God together in prayer right now.
Pray this with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I know that I have sinned in my thoughts and actions, and I am sorry. Will you please forgive me? I want to receive the gift of eternal life that you offer and ask you to show me the abundant life that you have for me. I place my trust in you right now, and it's in your name I pray. Amen. I hope you prayed that prayer. And if you did, you have begun the greatest adventure of your life. To help you begin to grow in your new faith, we want to send you Beginning Again, the book that Dr. Kennedy wrote for new believers. To receive your copy, just write to our address or call our toll-free number. And be sure to ask for Beginning Again. And may God richly bless you. As Dr. Kennedy said, God will help us if we tell the truth. Sadly, much of our culture is disconnected from any notion of truth, and the evidence of cultural decay is everywhere, especially in our overweening government, so rife with corruption and deceit. Those entrusted with upholding the law and maintaining justice have been found to misuse their power for political gain. Yet, we of all people should be hopeful that God's truth will triumph. But what can be done about these abuses of power? And how can we regain our freedom? Well, veteran Washington journalist Robert Knight tells us in a new book entitled A Nation Worth Fighting For, 10 Steps to Restore Freedom. And we'd like to send it to you as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. This brand new book, which we've just published, shows how the left has worked to subvert the pillars of our culture, including marriage, family, and religious freedom. And it lays out a battle plan to get every Christian off the sidelines and into action to save our nation and protect our freedom. We will send you a nation worth fighting for as our thanks for your generous donation to the ongoing work of this ministry. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 888-332-3069. Or go online to djkm.org. And if you are able to give a generous donation of $40 or more, we will send you the book plus our new Justice and Integrity Special Report DVD. This DVD features interviews on the crisis in our government as a result of the abuse of power of the so-called deep state. It includes such notables as former Senator Jim DeMint, among others. And we will send you Robert Knight's new book, A Nation Worth Fighting For, 10 Steps to Restore Freedom, as well as the compelling DVD, Justice and Integrity Special Report, as our thanks for your generous donation of $40 or more. Simply write to us at D. James Kennedy Ministries, Box 11164, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33339. Or call toll-free 888-332-3069. Or go online to djkm.org. 
I'm Frank Wright. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Kennedy Classics. We'll see you next time. Today's program is available on DVD for your gift to this ministry of any amount. Please call, write, or log on to our website today. This has been a production of D. James Kennedy Ministries.